0: think every child no matter what they look like no matter what nationality or anything they should be able to know that they can have a career in this industry and i think that has value i think that has weight i think hopefully this industry is finally seeing the buying power of people of color
1: Hello, welcome everyone to Straight Ahead, an animation podcast where we spotlight rising Black, Indigenous, and people of color who are the future voices of the animation industry. I am Ray middles one half of your co-hosts.
2: And I'm Yuki Okamoto-Wong, the other half of our whole host. Our guest this week is Jade Seabury. She is African-American and the co-founder and publicist of Diverse Tunes. Would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself?
0: Yes. As you said, I'm Jade Seabury. I'm born and raised in Queens, New York. I went to the fabulous University of Hartford, majoring in public relations and advertising, received my master's in integrated marketing and media, went on to be the managing partner of my own PR firm, then came back to my home in Queens, New York, and where I founded my own PR firm was the managing partner. And then I got inspiration and founded my passion and co-founded diverse tunes with my childhood friend monique henry hudson and here i am today
2: amazing awesome thank you can't wait to like hear more about diverse tunes and everything that you've been up to but before we do that the way we like to start off on straight ahead by playing a little game called in between we're going to give you two similar choices and then you have to choose in between the two of them and then let us know why okay
1: okay all All right. right Cool, cool. I'll start us off with the first question. Which chemical explosion would you rather have be your origin story? <laughs> the explosion of the Bang Baby gas from Static Shock or the explosion caused from Chemical X from the Powerpuff Girls?
0: Oh, my favorites. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, Wow. Between Static Shock and Powerpuff Girls. Ooh, that's a hard <laughs> choice. <laughs> well i also love um teenage mutant ninja turtles but that wasn't an explosion that was the ooze so yeah, was um ooze. <laughs> uh, i don't know choosing between my faves uh that's a hard choice
1: well yeah like i, I guess like would you at this point, it's like, yeah. Do you want to be uh have the powers of the Powerpuff Girls, or do you want to see what crazy mutation you would have gotten from the Bang Baby gas? I
0: know. Um, okay, well, you can't beat electricity, so I guess I would lean more towards static shock because I mean, who wouldn't want that? It's electric. Yeah.
1: True. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. Like yeah. Like I think between the two as well, I would I would probably lean the same way. Like if especially if I got statics powers, exactly. Honestly, it's, so versatile, especially like flying around on the on the little disc. Like exactly. that's one of the coolest ways to like travel.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, but like, what if you weren't static? <laughs> <laughs> what
1: What if I was like? Because yeah, like well, then like there's also a hot streak, but then there's like the ones that like become just ooze or like that's yeah, cool. like become like a furry. <laughs>
2: Oh no, <laughs> the big bang cat, or the big baby cat's could
0: be a
1: furry. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's like, there's like, or, or whatever, you were the one that just got the big feet.
2: Yeah, okay, that's what I mean though, like, it, it could be your origin story, but what if you just didn't have a cool power?
1: True, true. I, I, I would, ass- I, I, I want to heavily assume I would have a cool power. Are you like, assuming you're just static shock? In this yeah, game? yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm assuming i'm assuming like static shock would be my origin story like uh, mm. probably the same way jade's assuming
0: yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, Power, Power
1: Girls is fine but i like having all my five digits
0: i would i would probably want that match and then give me some claws on top of that because i love wolverine too so yeah i Ooh. would i would i would need a little some some umph on it so yeah <laughs> give me give me electricity but with some claws so you know yeah
1: that a claw? exactly
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> that's awesome what about you yuki
0: oh uh i mean
2: i i think because of what we were saying i'm gonna go with the powerpuff girls because i would be like a little freak but i would be a freak from birth so it's okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> ah, Christ! I was gonna say, <laughs> like, I, don't, I
2: don't... like <laughs> they're like bug-eyed abominations. <laughs> yeah.
1: it, is there a continuity where, like, because I, I it's been so long since I've seen it, but like they don't age, do they, or do they age?
2: Oh, uh, do Powerpuff Girls? I don't think anybody ages just because it's a cartoon. I mean, yeah, they, okay. they're in no. kindergarten with their classmates the whole time. It's not like everybody else grows up. around Exactly. There. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 So. All right, all right.
0: Yeah, it's implied so, you, that they so age. you're you're
1: fine just being nubs. Yeah, I've <laughs> <Okay. Yeah, they're> been <laughs> nubs my whole life.
2: Oh, they, I mean, it's implied that they definitely age. They have a sister who's like older than than them, and she looks different
1: and stuff. But I think she was like they were trying to recreate the chemical Xing, and they messed up horribly.
2: No, it was before them.
1: Was, was it before them?
2: Well, yeah, she's yeah her her uh, origin. I forgot her name, Blaze or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's their older
1: sister. Was that from the reboot? Yes. Ah, uh, okay, yes. okay, that's why.
2: Yeah. Uh, I have I haven't watched it. I just know that she exists. <laughs> and I, I just, that she I just she the, looks the, different the... from them. She she does get older.
1: Yeah, I just remember the purple one with the with Oh the... bunny. Yeah, bunny, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Love bunny. <laughs> My heart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright. Perfect answers. Final question. Would you rather live in a sentient house like Casita from Encanto or have a sentient spaceship like Bioship from Young Justice?
0: Oh, well, love a good ship. I mean, (laughs) you have to be able to go to different galaxies and... Just travel and see and experience new things. I mean, I'm all about experiences. So mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. A ship, it doesn't get better than that. So that's that's me all day.
1: Honestly, solid okay. answer. I can't argue with that. As cool as it would be to have a casita that can clean itself and stuff, I I feel like I would feel so lazy. I feel <laughs> like the casita would always be judging me for like not <laughs> properly taking care of it. <laughs> but like yeah having a sentient ship and just like i again my wife and i've been dying to go back to hawaii
0: okay And so if
1: i had if i had a sentient spaceship and just like hey we kind of like it's a fun weekend let's like let's take a trip to hawaii and just go there <laughs> and we don't have to we don't have to worry about getting a hotel we can just go to hawaii chill for a bit and then fly back in like a matter of like what like minutes hours however fast ship is
0: costa rica is great too like uh I would I would go back there in a heartbeat. Costa Rica is great, and Mexico oh, is like my home away from home. Like the people and everything is just amazing there. But Costa Rica is like, you can just go there and relax, and the people are amazing. And I still mm-hmm. talk to people there every day because the, they were just so genuine and amazing. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I, got, I got to put Do that on like the cool? bucket list. There. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. How about you, Yuki?
2: okay i' I haven't really watched a lot of young justice. Does the bioship like talk to them? Is it like an AI
1: It's a living creature. It's like from Mars and it's one of the things where it kind of communicates telepathically with mainly with mainly miss Marsha, but it's like it's one of those things where like people kind of feel what it's feeling or feel what it's saying.
2: Oh does it actually like in the show does it talk to them? It goes beep beep boop, beep beep boop. oh okay. I feel like that would be okay. I just don't want, like, you know how, like, some some ships have an AI and then it's like, know uh, like, uh, hello. Blah, blah, blah. yes, yeah, hello, Captain, or whatever. Yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> no, it's, 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 beep, 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 <laughs> so it's pretty similar. Okay. Well, I, I would probably go for the bio ship too, then, because mm-hmm. also, like, Casita is like a family house. And it's like, oh, then I would, like, live with my, my family the whole time too. Mm-hmm. Like, I would live with, I mean, I love my family, but like the idea of like staying with my parents forever kind of thing. If I want to like live in the casita, right? mm-hmm. like their their whole family is there like all the time.
1: I guess that's true. I guess that's true. You can think of it that way. The thing, the way I was thinking about it, just now is like in this scenario, I actually own a house.
2: <laughs> but do you own the house? It's your grandma's house. It's it's a boy. She, she's she's not
1: gonna live forever.
2: Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no
1: right. oh, way! Well. <laughs> so, <Sophie. laughs> I love you, Abuelita.
0: A mess.
1: Bo- both of my Abuelitas. <laughs> oh, man. Well, on, on that note, thanks so much for playing in between with us, Jay.
0: Yes, it was fun.
1: And if this is your first time tuning in, please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at straight AP to stay up to date whenever we upload new episodes. You can also follow myself at Radio Silence, both on Twitter and Instagram.
2: And you can follow me at ChewDooz on both Twitter and Instagram as well.
1: Without further ado, let's get started with the interview. As some of you guys may know, August, we do kind of a special month where we bring on guests that we wouldn't normally bring on. That kind of breaks our format a bit. This month, we're interviewing organizations that really help build a community and help uh, organized events are really involved in the BIPOC space. And so one of the organizations that we are lucky enough to have with us today is Diverse Students and uh, Jade as well, who's representing them on their behalf. Uh, but before we dive into what is Diverse Students, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? I know you talked a little bit in the beginning, but if we can just dive a little deeper, that would be great just so our audience could be more familiar with who you are.
0: Yes. So I had a PR firm. I worked in entertainment PR. I represent various hip hop artists and I produced indie films and I worked on independent stage plays and things of that nature. And I was a childhood friend of Monique's. And when we saw the need for diverse tunes, it was a no brainer and in 2018 we started and we've been going ever since
1: that is crazy to me uh that you guys only started in 2018 it feels like it's been around longer yeah um because yeah I forgot when I started following your account but like I've been following you guys for a while and like been loving what you guys have been doing so like uh, it's really awesome that like you guys only started 2018, like right before like the pandemic kind of started.
0: <laughs> yes, for sure. I've been following you guys for years as well. And the Oh, really? oh. oh yeah. And the pandemic <laughs> definitely flipped everything on its head a little bit. And so we had to adapt yeah. and change the way we did things. And because mm-hmm. we're based in New York, we went from panels to virtual and You know, you just have to learn and grow that way. But it definitely made us more well-known internationally. So Mm. that opened Mm -hmm. us up to hosting panels at San Diego Comic-Con and private gigs at universities Mm. all over the world. And so, you know, you definitely have to adapt to things that are going Mm -hmm. on in the world. And it's been great.
2: Yeah. Was that kind Actually, of uh, awesome. your goal uh, to be more of an international organization, or were you always sort of focused on your like like surrounding community, if that makes sense, uh, and that you were like, "We should branch out?"
0: Well, at first, you know, we wanted to be a voice in New York because we know all Mm, of the major cities were mostly, you know, Mm -hmm. on the West Coast in California where, you know, the Pixar and Disney and everything was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we started where mostly in the tri state area because our panelists were working at Blue Sky where my co founder Monique worked. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. and we wanted to be a voice where. People weren't really seeing people that looks like us here,
1: right you know people yeah.
0: that blue sky was one of the few studios that had a footprint on this coast mm-hmm. so we yeah. wanted to make sure that people saw us and knew that mm-hmm. they had a voice out here because Latinx and Animation and all of the other organizations like us are not mm-hmm. here. so we said, okay, we'll be here and we'll represent for the diverse organizations. But we'll be, we're on this post where nobody is really doing work here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as like major studios, like rest in peace, Blue Sky, because yeah, they're no longer around exactly. due to the Disney acquisition. But like there is a couple of smaller studios there. I know there's like, there's uh, Titmouth, there's Hornet, there's, uh, I feel like there's another one that's slipping my mind. But as far as like big, big, big studios, big like you studios. mentioned Pixar and Disney, that's like, no. oh, I think Nick Jr. is there too. There's a Nick Jr. division in New York.
0: <laughs> yeah but, but they have smaller offices it's yeah, not small really that, that's yeah. a big
1: footprint like you, nobody you were has
0: a headquarters here
1: yeah they, yeah they have so. they have
0: smaller offices that they'll have like a one division that's, right. yeah. that's open here because they want to make sure that oh they can recruit talent that's over here <laughs> you mm-hmm. know or they can have Um, whether it's a story division or whether it's a film division, they want to make sure that they still are in one of the greatest cities around. So they want to just make sure, Mm -hmm. Oh, we have an office here so we can say that, Oh, we have a headquarters in New York and we have a headquarters in London. And we have a, they want to make sure they're still in the major markets. Mm -hmm. So they'll open on a little two floor stairs you know story house or they'll open one floor and say oh well we have one of our headquarters located there and you know just to say that they have something here on their website yeah yeah
1: yeah Interesting. yeah well, one of the other quick things i want to dive into before we move further along is like you mentioned uh you produce hip-hop videos how it seems like you had like a music background how did that lead to like cartoons or the animation space being for music
0: well I don't, I won't say I fell into it, but I started interning my sophomore year of college for a PR firm. And then when I graduated with my master's, because I continued to work from sophomore year on, Mm -hmm. and then I just ended up after I graduated with my master's, I ended up becoming managing partner in the firm. And so we were... Working with so many big names, it just kind of fell into producing indie films. And Mm -hmm. so you can check out some of my projects. One right now is Respect the Jukes, starting Church Williams from Naughty by Nature and Mm -hmm. Do It All Do Kelly from Lords of the Underground and other big names that you'll see in the film. It's actually right now on Amazon Prime. But I was producing, I just kind of fell into producing. So I produced about Mm. seven or eight projects and one New York Times stage play every year, New York times. Most people don't know the New York times has a contest where you can submit a script. And then if they select it, then they will give you a number of theaters that you can choose from. And About 20 plays that they select, they will host for you. And Mm. then you have to fill the seats. And for a week in the summer, they will promote it for you. But you have to do everything else. So you have to pick the stage (laughs) manager, the actors, everything. And you have to put on your own production in two months. So we, we put on a play called My Sister's Keeper. And oh, we got yeah. a Grammy award-winning songwriter to write all the original songs. And oh, we we casted all the actors. We had Winston Sinclair. Look it up. It's a award-winning casting director for Hollywood. And we casted the play. And we got all the actors. And we did everything. And we sold out every single night. And... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just... You put on the uh, the play. And it was amazing. And so... That was probably the best time I've ever had. I mean, I put in so much work, but mm-hmm. it was the most rewarding thing because soup to nuts, it was mm-hmm. like blood, sweat, and tears. But the actors loved it, and the audience loved it, and it had a message because it was bringing awareness to AIDS. And then we also gave a portion of the proceeds to fight AIDS research. And oh, right. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was like another passion project. And that's so, so cool. yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. really beautiful.
1: Yeah, so cool. Oh, man, that's, that's, I'm glad that you got the opportunity and that, like, it went really well for you guys selling out every night. That's awesome. That's yeah. so, so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish it could go longer. I wish, you know, the New York Times, they do that for a longer time because you work two months and then they only do it for a week you know you only get oh, a week yeah. in that theater <laughs> but you know they have to put back on the plays that they actually have in those theaters so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but it was really cool it was worth it
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah really amazing experience still that's yep. awesome
0: yeah for sure it was an amazing musical yep it was really it was really great
1: so now to actually dive deeper into their uh your organization diverse tunes uh for our audience that may not be familiar what is diverse tunes
0: So Diverse Tunes is an educational foundation founded in 2018 with my co-founder, Monique Henry Hudson, and we are a resource for BIPOC creatives who want to, whether it's their first act or their second act, they want to break out into the animation industry. So whether you're in high school or whether you're 50 and want to be a writer, producer, character artist, voiceover actor, you, you know, you need us. You want us to show you the way into this industry because you don't know where to start. And we Mm -hmm. give you we give you the tools. So from job alerts that studios put in our inbox or from panels, from people who have been in the industry 30 years, and they're telling you this is what to look out for. We're here for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. So you guys help provide resources for individuals who want to, like, break in. Is this, is it kind of like, I guess like you're saying, so it's it's a mixture of panels and, like, email alerts. Like, how did you get in contact with the studios to get, like, these these alerts to, like, send out to the people?
0: Actually, the studios just started reaching out to us um, maybe about two years ago because Uh it was from word of mouth, from people from our diversity summits to people sharing clips of our panels that we posted online on social media. So now Mm. I get job alerts all the time from Nick Jr. to Toon Boom to Disney to, Mm. you know, everywhere.
1: Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Mm hmm. It's good. Get that water mouse can uh, spread that way and like be able to kind of get on your radar. I think especially during the pandemic, I think a lot of studios are trying to reach out to organizations that specifically highlighted people of color to kind of show more inclusivity. That's true. Mm Kind of died down now, but like they were trying for a bit.
0: (laughs) They were. And then there were some studios that were just reaching out. Just to say that they reached out and then would give you mm-hmm. offers and then in the height of the protest and the mm-hmm. outrage that was going on after George Floyd. And then yeah. they would say, oh, OK, we reached out. We wanted to show that we were doing something and mm-hmm. then brought offers to the table, which a lot of BIPOC creatives talked about even some got job offers and then when they right before they were about to start it was pulled from under them so a lot of people have talked about that as well so which also happened to us i've heard that
2: also too yeah
0: exactly it was Mm -hmm. it was it happened to us a a few times too so Mm -hmm. now i'm very wary about who i hear from and what they bring to the table so unless i actually see something come to fruition i i get a little sketchy about it
1: (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. for sure understandable yeah I
2: mean that that trust goes both ways
0: yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and so you you touched on it a bit but like uh just kind of go again a little deeper like what inspired you and your co-founder monique henry hudson to create diverse tunes you mentioned how you you saw that there wasn't a voice on the the east coast where everything was mainly on the west you guys felt like the need to kind of like create diverse tunes but like what um how do you guys go about it who who reached out to who like What made you two connect together to help create this organization?
0: So Monique, for a long time before we started, she had her own podcast and she still does. So check it out. Simply Robotics. And so I was her publicist. And because we've been childhood friends, we've been friends since the sixth grade, since we were 10 years old. And so she was asked to host by the host a panel, Black and Animation panel for Blurred City Con. And she said, if you're not doing anything, can you come and sit in with me on this panel that I was asked to host? I said, oh, okay, sure. And I said, I'm not doing anything. So she said, okay. And so when I sat in the panel, and if you don't know, we have a list of OGs that we always shout out. Bryant Mm -hmm. Vincent Rose, Dre Rodriguez. A list of people, Lauren Shields and Matt Munn that she worked with at Blue Sky. Those are our Mm -hmm. panel of OGs. Those are people who have supported us since day one. And Mm -hmm. she said, "Okay, these are my co-workers. I asked them to be on the panel and I listened to the panel. It was a great panel. During the Q&A portion, I was baffled by everything that I heard from the audience, Mm -hmm. just the discrimination, the horrible things that they have experienced from their coworkers, from their bosses. All of these oh. people that had worked in the animation industry and what they were experiencing at these studios, I just couldn't believe. I had never known. I was like, okay, this is not my world, but this is not mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I've experienced things, you know, working PR, but and working in the film industry, because that's no joke either. But Yeah, this is just not right. I was like, this is just something has to be done. I was like, we need more conversations like this. We need more people speaking out. Mm -hmm. So we went out to lunch after Blurred City Con. And then I asked everyone at the table. I said, "Okay, do we want to have more conversations like this? Are you guys down to do this again? I said, am I the only one who felt what I felt in that room? Like this was important. And so mm-hmm. the whole walk there to the restaurant and at the table, they said, yeah, I'm down to do this again. And so I said, then let me figure out how. Let me b- brainstorm and let me and I I looked at Monique and I said, do you want to start an organization? Like, we need to start this. We need to do this. Uh-huh. And then I said, are you down? I said, because you know me. Once I put my mind to something, it's a wrap like i'm in i'm all in <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said she said yes and i said no i'm serious i said like <laughs> i'm about to walk away from my pr firm like i'm passionate oh. like this is this is oh, no damn. this is no joke like mm-hmm. once i t- turn around and i say i'm walking away from my pr firm like this is no going back wow and then mm-hmm. she said okay i'm in i was like okay I was like, okay, so you brainstorm names and I'll brainstorm names. And we, we meet next week. We're going to go out. we're going to go for lunch and we're going to both join our list of names and see what we come up with. And diverse <laughs> mm-hmm. was it. And so I was like, okay, because I was like, we have to have something that means diversity. And then the animation industry, we got to put it together. Yeah. And so, yep, that's what we came up with. And then we had the logo a week later. And then I got all of the platform names and the website. And then I was like, "Here we go." I was—I had it uh, the next day. And then, so three weeks later, we had our first panel at SBA because I was like, "We have to tap into—oh shit!" Yeah, wow. I was like, "We have to tap into who we know." So I said, "Go to your—go uh, to your alma mater. That's the best thing to do." Right, right. I Smart. said that make that makes the most sense. So mm-hmm. that's that's what it was. Uh, August twenty eighteen we had was when we came up with the name August 5th and then September 16th, I believe was our first panel. So, yep. That's how, that's how it was born. Mm
1: -hmm. That's, that's wild. That's great though. That's awesome. I want, I want to ask, um, so is Diverse Tunes your full-time job?
0: Yeah. I was actually just recently asked to go back into event planning for, a family friend. And then so I said, okay, I I can do this one job for you, but that's it. I was like, you know, I focus on diverse tunes. I don't (laughs) I don't do Uh, PR anymore like that. I only do it for my company. So Uh I said, okay, I'll do this one job for you. Wow. I was like, Is diverse tunes
1: self-funded or do you have to get grants? Like how are you able to sustain yourself is what I'm kind of curious about.
0: We have donations and then we do from the schools, they do donations and things of that nature. But okay, yeah, it's okay. all donation based. That's why when we have our events, we ask for mm-hmm. donations from the public and they've been very good to us. We we love our supporters. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's really great.
2: I just want to jump in that. I think that's really incredible that you put together an entire organization, you know, quit your job. You saw you saw like a hole and uh, wanted to fill that need. But mm-hmm. I think it's important that like people can just get together and you can talk about, you know, what is going on like in your professional life, how you guys are treated, like what's good, what's bad. I think that's just really important to do, even if you don't go out and like make an entire organization. I feel oh, like yeah. just having the, the conversation, it's so important. It's exactly. so important.
0: Yeah, the conversation needs mm. to be had regardless whether yeah. people just want to meet up and do a meetup group. Mm -hmm. The conversation is important regardless people need to have their say
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah get out there and and be like informed about what's happening to like your greater community
0: basically exactly very true
1: Mm -hmm. and i guess on the topic of community this actually leads me to my next question is why did you both feel you you touched on it a bit but why do you both feel it was important for an organization such as diverse tunes to to exist within the animation industry slash community you guys were mentioning, how you feel like there was a hole and like feeling like it needed to be talked about, like something needed to be there to like help support
0: people. I felt in that room there was so much hurt, and I just feel as though when people are crying out for something, that something needs to be done. I'm just a person of action, and so Mm -hmm. that's that's what I felt. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So that's how I feel that should be answered. I've just always been that person, just as though. When I was in college, I was president of Women Against Rape and Sexual Assault, and then I became, oh, wow. after I graduated, mm-hmm. I became a, you know, a rape and sexual assault instructor. That's just, I'm a person of action, and then I volunteer mm-hmm. for the National Association Against Domestic Violence. That's just who I am. I'm a person of action. So if I feel, mm-hmm. if, if I feel as though if I see something wrong, then I have to speak up and I have to do something, and that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so powerful! (laughs) I can't
2: believe, like, yeah, you just totally have a history of like being part of these sort of uplifting organizations, empowering organizations. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's led to so many like awesome opportunities to do all these great things up to now doing Deversium, which I think is super incredible. And I'm glad again that we have even have the opportunity to talk about about you about it and like hopefully showcase it to other people that can become involved or learn more about the organization and uh, I guess that's the other thing I kind of want to talk about is like, um, what are some ways like individuals can become involved with diverse tunes? Is it like, is it a membership? Is it, yeah. Like how can people participate in the events or the classes that you're talking about, the panels that you guys mentioned, like how can people like tune into the next thing if they want to be involved or be a part of it?
0: For people, I don't believe in charging membership prices because we went into this for everybody, for people in underserved communities to be able to have access to all of the resources available. So we mm-hmm. we never believed in charging a membership fee. Now, if we later on provide classes, then yes, but we still want to charge it at a minimal fee. That's, mm-hmm. that's just our whole model behind everything. So that that will never be us. We are now strictly donation-based. That would mm-hmm. maybe change at a later date, but as we said, for a very minimal fee that's just everything we stand behind and that's why everybody that you see on our panels they are there out of the kindness of our heart and we thank them profusely <laughs> for everything that they do mm-hmm. for us that's we we love everybody there everybody that supports us is a part of our diverse schools family and we greatly appreciate everything that they've always done for us now being that being said you can support us and you can be a part of our family and find out all of our information on all of our platforms. It's always there. Instagram mm-hmm. is the best way to contact me. I'm on there every day. So you can DM me, you can <laughs> anything, or you can email me directly at diversetoons at gmail.com. D-I V E R S E T O O N S. Everything is Diverse Tunes, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, a LinkedIn Everything is Diverse soon. I tweet every single day. Um, I'm on Twitter every single day. So if I'm not tweeting, I'm still checking it. I'm still retweeting something or liking mm-hmm. a comment. I'm always on there. So you can DM <laughs> me or you can just tweet me a message. I'm on there. Trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yes, that's the best way to contact me and to reach out. And if you want to volunteer, then we welcome that. We have amazing interns, so you can be a part of our intern staff and we're here.
1: Okay, that's great. That's awesome. Now, I think as far as that as well, like um, that to me, that sounds like a valuable internship experience, especially if you want to be more involved in like a community that really cares about like uplifting voices of color and just wanting to be more engaged in that part of the community. I think that'd yeah. be an amazing way to kind of learn and see see the insights.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: I think it's really nice that you guys are local to New York and really representing that area. Oh yes, I'm never leaving New York,
0: mm-hmm. this is my city.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good, we need it, we need it. Yes.
1: Yeah, one of the other things I also wanna ask is that, uh, what is something that Diverse Tunes has accomplished that you are really proud of?
0: I believe our diversity summit, it was how we adapted Mm -hmm. to the pandemic. So especially our second annual diversity summit last summer, it was amazing because we were able to have all of the organizations participate. It's Latinx Animation, who has supported us since day one. Shout out to Mm -hmm. Brian. He, yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> <loves>, he <laughs> that Latinx animation, Asian queens, Asian Film animation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody was so amazing. Black woman animator, Deborah, that's our girl. Everybody participated. We had, it was, I called it our international <laughs> summit because <laughs> we had people from all over the world in every time zone. So we mm-hmm. had voiceover artists we had vfx artists we had directors producers storyboard artists animators we had every single part of i wanted it was very important to me to get every part of the animation industry directors everybody i wanted every single step of the animation industry Mm -hmm. that was very important to me and i wanted and i wanted all of the diverse organizations so that was my main goal of the of the summit. Mm-hmm. And I accomplished mm-hmm. that. So I was very excited.
1: No, That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah I remember um, I remember seeing that, too. I remember like because uh, I, I know like next. I think you guys are also doing like a giveaway for uh for like a, a free summit ticket, I think. Yeah.
0: And then yeah, yeah, we yeah. also had a resume workshop that was brought to you by Asians of Animation. It was, it was very, if you weren't there, it was very unfortunate because everybody that was there <laughs> took something away. And mm-hmm. that's what we always try to provide. We tried to mm-hmm. provide the most resources to our audience. And I wanted to make sure that, especially for the students, that they took something away from that. So whether mm-hmm. it was learning how to build a proper resume because so many people were getting laid off and we didn't want to not talk about it. <laughs> like that was most one of the mm-hmm. most important things that were happening in the world at that point. Like, no, talk about it. People were getting laid yeah. off. People have been getting laid off. It's the hot topic right now. Well, other than yeah. well, right yeah. now, right now it's the strikes. But then it was the layoffs. So no, talk yeah. about it. Like people need yeah. people need jobs. So beef up your resume. Mm-hmm. And this is and I fired resume queen. Lexi is gonna tell you anything she's gonna tell you how to beef up your <laughs> resume so and yeah. and how to go into a job interview and what you need to say so mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. you go <laughs> it's funny I was listening to this
2: uh, NPR uh it's not an article but it was just like a show and they were talking about um the most googled uh thing right now from college graduates is how do I act in the
0: workplace yep because uh, because
2: because a lot of them have spent like two three years completely remote yes um, right coming out of college they don't know how to interact they in, don't know in a proper etiquette. Um, exactly
0: They've they don't know how to really skills. like talk
2: to yeah seniority stuff like that so it's it's really interesting i mean you got to get that those soft skills somewhere so you know go to these summits go to these meets mm-hmm. you know try to get that experience in of you know, talking to people and being respectful and uh, learning, you know what and what not to put on a professional resume. That's like, true. Yeah, that's it's really important.
0: That is so mm-hmm. true.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess, like on a similar topic, that kind of want to segue into is that as you guys, as we we're talking about the international summit that you guys hosted, that obviously was super amazing. Is there any other future events similar to that or different um, that diverse tunes will be hosting that our audience should be aware of or be on the lookout for in the future?
0: Well, we have a lot of events, but most of them are private because mostly now universities and colleges want to host events just for their animation students. So right. uh-huh. so they aren't open to the public. But when we do have events open to the public, you guys will be the first to know and just follow, like, and subscribe all of our platforms. And <laughs> trust me, you will know. <laughs> mm-hmm
1: okay that's awesome but i'm also happy that yeah like especially now that um for the for the most part when you're doing these private events for these schools is still like over zoom or like you know like virtual okay yeah but i'm glad i'm glad more schools are reaching out to you how like are any of them like how many times have you returned to the same school to kind of give like a nice talk to like the next like generation of students or the next like graduating class or recent class
0: well it's been the last two years so there really isn't like a next class yet so it'll probably be like okay yeah but they have <laughs> invited us back so it'll probably be like next year because most of them are their animation program is like two years like two and three years oh, i've noticed uh-huh. mm. i've noticed with these animation programs they're like they have intensives so their first two the way they build out the programs is the first two years are the like how the yeah the foundation. foundation how my how my college was set up the foundation mm-hmm. and then the you know the intense classes the intro to animation and then the storyboarding and the layout and the illustration mm-hmm, right. classes so so yeah it'll probably be next year I'll talk to the newer class right. and exactly
1: Mm-hmm. okay Well, that's good I'm glad that like because uh, I know being able to like talk to the schools and go talk to the students I think is very important like I think that was one of the things I really appreciated a lot when I was a student at San Jose State Mm -hmm. just not only hearing from industry professionals but hearing from like organizations as well like I think it was always really cool when people could come in and like talk about like the industry or the opportunities that are out there or like kind of just kind of laying it how it is
2: yeah that's true too I think I would really appreciate that to as a student, because like you, we we, go, we would also get um, visits from like companies and stuff, being like you know, oh, we're Blizzard, like this is what it's like to work in our workplace, and blah blah blah. But I mean, clearly, like those kinds of conversations are like it's a sales pitch, like please come work here, please come work at you know Disney and Sony and all of that. But it's mm-hmm. good to have a like down to earth sort of perspective on like what it's like working in the industry, like what you guys can expect, like what might be hard. Um, mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. I think it's really important.
0: It is. I remember yeah. to this day, my junior year, when Little John's publicist came back <laughs> to my university <laughs> as an alumni uh, and talked uh-huh. to me, well, talked to the, gave a huge lecture to the whole communications department about what mm-hmm. publicity was really like. So I get what you I get mm-hmm. what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. When they tell you the real deal of what the industry is like, it matters so much more. So, yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it really does. count. Yeah. Tamar Judah. Yeah. When she came back to the University of Hartford and said, I remember what it was like sitting in your chair. And now I'm going to tell you what it's really like to work in the industry. Yeah, it it does Mm -hmm. matter so much more.
1: Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things uh, that we like to kind of dive into on this podcast, being that we spotlight Black Indigenous people of color. We want to know uh, how do you feel like your own cultural background has influenced you and your career?
0: Well, I'm a proud black woman, so I think mm-hmm. that working even working in PR and then transitioning to diverse zones, mm-hmm. I just want for little people of color to make sure they see themselves and know that they can do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. whether it's the way that they reacted when they saw Halle Bailey as the little mermaid or mm-hmm. Whether it's when they saw Wakanda and they were so proud to say Wakanda Forever and mm-hmm. see Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, but then also Ryan Coogler behind the scenes of Black Panther, I want them to know that they can create the characters and they can also direct the character and they can design the character. They can do whatever they want to do. That's the whole reason that I got into this. That's the whole Mm -hmm. reason I tell my godson every day, you can be an animator. You are so excited to play these video games, but you can design those video games. Mm -hmm. I think that's the importance of what I do, what I do. Mm -hmm. I think every child, no matter what they look like, no matter what nationality or anything, they should be able to know that they can have a career in this industry. Mm -hmm. And I think that has value. I think that has weight. I think hopefully this industry is finally seeing the buying power of people of color. The way that Flaming Hot is the number one streaming movie right now, because really? it's, it's the most amazing thing in the world. And Eva Longorio directed that. That is so amazing.
1: No, yeah, I, that's on my watch list. I I need to watch it. I've been meaning to. I kind of want to sit down and watch it with my family.
0: Oh, it's phenomenal. And his story is like, wow. And every single actor in that film is amazing. And the way Eva Mm -hmm. Longoria took her directing and took it to the next level. And she looked at that script and was like, wow, okay, but this could be so much better. Like, yes, his wife wasn't just a wife and we're not going to just leave her in the background. This is an amazing love story. And I'm changing Judy's whole character so when I heard that on the view, I was like, and that's why directors are so important. They're not just people to point and shoot at a camera. No, yeah. they have to mm-hmm. shape the story and they have to say, "Okay, this can be tweaked and this is going to make this so much better." Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler just did in Creed, and that's why yeah. okay, yeah, Michael B Jordan might have wrote the screenplay and he might be playing this character, but Ryan Coogler, the reason people Take him and say, okay, he has to direct this project is because they know that he's going to add so much spice to this. He's going to up it 10 times more than it ever could have been. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, people matter and people of color add so much more to a work of art than they could have, that people ever could realize. The same way Viola Davis did with Woman King. Like, she was mm-hmm. such a powerhouse. Like, that that role was just amazing. So even J-Lo in The Mother just now, that there's a reason that it's the number <laughs> one streamed film on Netflix because she wasn't just a badass. She was a powerhouse. And yeah, she yeah. executive produced it and she changed it. And you could see her style throughout that entire film. Like she wasn't just playing... A mother and an assassin and fighting for her daughter's life. No, she was just the epitome of J-Lo. And you if you could if you didn't see that, then you don't know who J Lo is. <laughs> so <laughs> like, yeah, we have buying power. And that's why every single little girl for the last two years, well, three years really, was so excited to see Hallie play the Little Mermaid. They were like, wow, someone that looks like me is gonna be on that screen playing Mm -hmm. a mermaid and someone that has locks like me is on that screen and we've never seen anything like that before so everything has buying power and people of color it's already been proven has more buying power than anyone else so Mm -hmm. yeah i think everything matters and everything has weight but we have a little bit more weight and people and these little children need to see they need to see that they can do anything and that's what i'm here to prove and the more we have conversations, hopefully the people at the top, because things definitely need to change. And hopefully with more conversations, things will change a little bit faster.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Jade. As we wrap up, where can our audience find you? And is there anything else you want to promote?
0: We can. You can find me at, again, Diversetoons, D-I-V-E-R-S-E-T-O-O-N-S on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn and again diverse tunes at gmail.com and diverse tunes.com. <laughs> so <laughs> so and if you want to sign up for the newsletter, it's there. And if you want to donate, the button is there. The PayPal button is right there. So yes, I'm so excited. Hmm. I've been wanting to be on this for forever. So oh, oh. thank you. <laughs>
1: no, I'm so happy we we're able to bring you on. I'm so happy I got to learn more about, you know, your story more about diverse tunes and i hope our audience also appreciates it and like also decides to participate donate or be more involved and um hopefully when you guys have a next event they can join it and be a part of it
0: yes i'm excited and buy something from our store everybody our store (laughs) i worked really hard on those designs it's 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 amazing
1: (laughs) yes absolutely And as we come to a close, is there any final advice you want to bestow on those that want to pursue a career in the animation industry?
0: I would say, like I always tell everybody when we go to these high schools, I would say since the year is coming to a close for all of you juniors, sophomores, everything, work on your portfolio. If you don't have enough money to get the latest programs, I know they're expensive. Trust me, I know. We gave away a year licensing program to Harmony to the School of um, High School of Arts and Sciences last year. Oh, that's cool. Um, mm. And we had a, an amazing partnership with Toon Boom. So if you mm. don't have the money to get that, I get it. But there are so many programs out there that are giving that giveaway away a free week trial or a two week trial. And I know that's not enough to make much. But look, every little bit counts when it comes to your reel or your portfolio or anything like that. Every little Mm -hmm. bit counts. Mm -hmm. And trust me, if you want to go to University (laughs) of YouTube, that's okay. Trust me, college (laughs) is not for everybody. Everybody Mm -hmm. will tell you that Mm -hmm. we've had plenty of panels where animators have put that advice out there. So I get it. College is not for everybody. Trust me. I paid $50,000 a year to go, <laughs> to go to my college. So it's I get it. <laughs> and I'm still paying off my loans, okay? So I get it. I get it. And SBA is about the same price. So trust me, I get it. <laughs> but you, if you want to audit a class at a college just to get a little extra help, or if you want to take one class, then do that. Just because you say, oh, I need a little... I need a little leg up, then do that. If you want to say, mm-hmm. I want to go to a community college and just take a few art classes just to get a little help or reach out to your top animator or your top illustrator, or, hey, you want to be a director, right? Okay. You know how many directors there are right now in your city? And you know how much they would love to say, oh, okay. Okay. Having a princess that stays right by their by their side during their whole next production on their movie project, reach out, email them, and say, "This is my reel, or this is my portfolio. I would love to help you out on your next movie. I will work for free every weekend until your movie wraps." You do not understand the power of free labor, okay? Trust Mm -hmm. me, because Mm -hmm. I've worked on tons of movies and we need so many more PAs than the ones that we actually hired. So Mm -hmm. they will love (laughs) to just have somebody that stands by them and takes the camera notes that they need or handles their bag and is basically their personal assistant (laughs) for the movie project. Trust me, that is valuable. And if you can Mm -hmm. put that on your resume, that is everything. So Mm -hmm. just trust me, everything matters and everything is a resume builder. So if you can be their apprentice in exchange for their time on set and just soak up everything that you're learning, it matters. Like I tell my mentees all the time, experience is key. So Mm -hmm. I don't care if you intern for um. let's say, a fashion photographer, it's something. It's still in the creative space. Mm-hmm. So if you intern for a fashion photographer, it's still art.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's still art. And then let's say you signed up to be a volunteer for New York Fashion Week. It's still creative. Yeah. It is still creative. It doesn't matter. And then on your downtime, the days you're not volunteering, ask them if you can work with security and then take photos and then put a an animation twist on it and then make a little mini movie in your free time. You have to mm-hmm. always figure out what kind of spin. Put a PR spin on it. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the advice I have for the high school students out here, the college students who might have majored in communications and then all of a sudden realized they wanted to be a director or a producer. <laughs> Look, it doesn't... You you took a left turn and figured out you wanted to do something else. That's fine. Just course correct. It's okay. Commu- look, communications is not going to hurt you. Everybody needs communications in their life. Now, if you mm-hmm. if you majored in psychology and then wanted to be an animator, I can't help you with that. That's something totally different. <laughs> that just that that just went into Well, psychology is different because everybody needs psychology. You're going to always have to work with people. So it's not necessarily going to go in the garbage because it's going to get you in the mind of everybody that you're going to work with in future studios. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not going to necessarily help you with going into those studios, (laughs) but okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yes, just always be prepared and please whether it's putting your work out there on social media, get yourself your own website. Always have your secure your own domain name. Always make sure people can contact you because the worst thing in the world Mm -hmm. is when people cannot find your contact information. Please, please make it easy to contact you. Please have your email address or a Google voice number or something. Please have it clear and concise in your bio or you know where it says on your Instagram, it says call me, please have a number, please have something listed where it's easy and right there where people can contact you. Because you mm-hmm. don't want somebody to want to work with you and then they can't contact you to work with you. <laughs> that's the worst yeah. thing in the world. So that's my tip of that's that's my two tips for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Create a portfolio Whether it's and make sure your resume is on point, whether it's finding an apprenticeship, an an internship, whether it's being a mentee to somebody, just reach out, reach out to your dream mentor or finding an alternative and spinning it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then please have easy contact information available. So those are my three tips for today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's I great mean, advice. Absolute yeah. <laughs> wealth of advice. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, powerful stuff. Well, thanks again for joining us, Jade. And if you, audience, enjoyed our interview today, please rate and follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. Leave us a review because those will really help boost us reaching out to uh, new audience members. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at straight ahead ap. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider donating to our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash AP. If you have any suggestions for future guests, please contact us on social media or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com. We love discovering new professionals and want to use this platform to boost these voices of the future. Special thanks to our editor, Ashley Itleon, And finally, a big thanks to our music composer, Daniel Redier.
1: Thanks again for tuning in and thank you once again to this amazing organization that has a bright future straight ahead. Until next week, have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.